Craft Beer Radio, episode 132, February 12th, 2009. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. You know the deal. I'm Greg. Jeff. All right, so we are doing uh, oatmeal stouts. Yum. Some of you will remember I posted on Twitter, which we should pick, and Greg vehemently denies the uh, legitimacy. Legitimacy, yes, the legitimacy of, of, of the Twitter, Twitter vote. vote. Yeah. So, however, I think you might have won anyway. Whether or not I would have won, I still, I still would deny. I would argue the results, you know, as strongly as like Norm Coleman or or Al Franken. I would <laughs> take it all the way to the Supreme Court if I had to. Twitter. Well, we, we did tons of Twitter rant in the pre-show. Twitter is, is in my eye right now. So anyway, my Twitter name is Jeff Bear, and yours is GM Wise. Yes. Follow us if you're interested. I'm still posting on Twitter, and even though I hate it. So first thing we have is uh, Breckenridge Breckenridge Oatmeal Stout. Breckenridge is from a place in the United States called Denver, Colorado. That's right. That's where they are. That's that's. Uh, remember, last time we had a Breckenridge, we had the agave wheat when yep. uh, Julia Hertz was on for our pre-saver show. You would think they'd be in Breckenridge, Colorado, but, but they're, they're in Denver. Well, you know, that's always it's always a weird thing. Like unless they also have like a pub. In they do have Breckenridge. a pub. Breckenridge Barbecue and Brew Pub. That's that one's in Denver, though. I'm pretty sure. I was not inside it. I was outside it um, because the taxi took me too long to get there, and my ride was leaving. So they may have a satellite, is what you're saying? Yes. Maybe they started in Breckenridge. So this is. Uh, I actually have this at home right now. This I bought is a Breckenridge uh, mix pack. So oatmeal stouts, stouts that use oatmeal as part of the grain bill, right? Oatmeal gives a beer uh, a certain character. Um, the oil, it's oily, uh, gelatinous. Some people call it slick. Some people call it slimy. I call it slimy, but in a ni- in a really nice way. I love it. See, I slick, love the slimy. Kind of a nice slimy. Slimy is bad but, slimy. But I think that that slimy is more fitting with the character. But I actually enjoy that character. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I will call it slimy because I think that that fits better. You can call it what you want. The head on this one is is hanging around. It ain't going anywhere anytime soon. It looks like uh, it kind of wobbles like the consistency of like Cool Whip. Maybe a little bit thinner than Cool Whip. Maybe Ready Whip. Okay. But it, it's thick. It looks like a cream-based uh, foam of sorts. It's got a very upfront malty aroma. Now, this is what I noticed when I had this at home. Because like I said, I had this at home right now. There's very little of that oatmeal sliminess. Very little that I can detect. Maybe a little bit of the oatmeal taste, mm-hmm. but very little of the, of the texture. And there's also some kind of hopping in there that gives it a weird, uh, sharp character. It's the best way I can define it right now. Towards the back of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it, it's, it's off-putting. It's somewhat like Noble Twang. I see what you're getting. That's one of the first things I noticed when I tasted it, too. I at first wasn't sure whether it was hops or not, even though I thought it was likely the hops. Um, it could be the combination. It could be an American hop and how it plays with all the roast. Well, I can and, tell you exactly what's in this. All right. So this is made with uh, two-row pale caramel roasted barley chocolate oat flakes and black malts. 
And the hops are Chinook and Pearl. Okay. So it's got 31 bitterness units. It's, you know, minorly bitter. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it might be a point or two high for this style, but I mean, it doesn't sound unusually doesn't high. Sound it's not hoppy like the pre-show beer, the three yeah. floods we did in the pre-show. Uh, 4.95% alcohol by volume. So when I took a sip of this, uh, I agree with Craig. It doesn't really have that sliminess. It it has it has that there's that black malt flavor. It's not particularly roasty. It's more uh, sooty. Sooty, yeah. It, it's. I mean, think of like how Guinness isn't really roasty per se, as opposed to other, think of like if you have other stouts. You know, if you have really charcoal burned meat. That's an example. Uh, you know, so, so it's dead black, mm-hmm. the dead black part on, on a meat, you know, the very carbony flavor. There's that coming through. Uh, and there is that sharpness coming from, I guess, the, the pearl or something, or the combination of the Chinook and Pearl is giving some sort of weirdness that I can best uh, say resembles the Noble Twang in, in how it affects the taste of the beer. Oatmeal Stelts. Haven't been one of my favorite styles of of beer. Uh, just that that taste at the end that I'm getting. That it's not quite tinny, but there's this this ending taste that's part of from the oatmeal flavor. See, to me, it, it's it's kind of the opposite in the sense that while I haven't had a great deal of oatmeal stouts that are, I mean, I've had a lot of oatmeal stouts. I haven't had a great deal of oatmeal stouts that are excellent, but the best stouts I've had are almost always almost always contain oatmeal in them. Okay. So it's like I look forward to oatmeal stouts in the sense that the best ones, like I said, the very best stouts I've had are oatmeal stouts, at least partially. And so I just hope that they you know, live up to, to my expectations. Now I'm thinking where I would enjoy this beer. And, and for me, it's not one where I'm sitting here analyzing every little nuance of the beer. It's it's more of a drinker. I could see this, you know, while I'm shooting pool or something like that. To me, if it's more in that, where it has a good flavor, it's it's probably the, 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 the. I think you're right. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. The roasty character stays with you at the end. The the twang kind of fades away, and you're left with this roasty character in the tongue, which is good for a beer that you're going to pick up. Do you have the alcohol down. on that website there? Yes, four point nine five. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably relatively low in alcohol, so it's it's not uh, by definition a session beer. It's a little high for that, right. but it's it's not as high as you know many beers that'll be on tap. And I, this one you can drink for a while. I really like your shooting pool analogy because it's, it's drinking it. You drink a sip, you put it down, you do something, you come back to it mm-hmm. maybe a minute or two later. You're not. Yeah, constantly taking sips. You're not constantly downing. You're not, and you're not so invested in the beer itself. So is is that you know certainly that's not the the most vivid endorsement we've done of a beer. Well, I mean it, it's it's an oatmeal stout. It's not an imperial stout. You don't pour this into a snifter and and spend your you know many many cycles evaluating it because right. it's not exciting. But it is pleasant and comforting. Well, now, why do you think? Well, I guess that you just explained it. I was going to ask you why do you think if it's not the most exciting beer style that so many brewers make it? But like you said, it's a comforting style. It's uh, it has that. It gives you enough of that warmth, and maybe oatmeal 
might be easy to work with as a multi-ingredient to, to give some it, it's, definition. It, it gives it that flavor and the mouthfeel for sure, but uh, it's probably not easy to work with. I've never brewed with oatmeal, but I can imagine that being you know a gelatinous type grain, you'd have to worry about getting stuck sparges. So you got to be careful when using it so you don't get your mash tun all clogged up. And never brewing an oatmeal stout, I'm not sure off the top of my head how, what percentage of the malt bill oatmeal is, typically is. Well, they say uh, on the Breckenridge site, their description, I'm going to put up, pull out all the marketing speak I can. They say a dose of flaked oatmeal for a creamy body and semi-dry finish. That implies to me, a dose implies to me, not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's powerful enough that you can taste it. Right. It's not. It's, certainly, it's not enough to give it the the sliminess or the slickness that we were sort of expecting. I think. Right. Well, we'll move on. Before we get on to the next beer, let's uh, just go through a little bit of our housekeeping that we usually forget to do. Uh, if you want to send us a comment, you can send it to beer at craftbeerradio dot com. You can get that. Post to the forum on the Craft Beer Radio website. Uh, we're on Twitter. We already mentioned that. One thing I want to start mentioning, you can sign up on the website to give us monthly PayPal donations. Just a reminder, you can sign up for $2 a month, $4 a month, $12 a year. If you enjoy the show, we'd appreciate it if you just sign up. I don't know if you noticed Jeff sort of pick up, but that was because when he mentioned that, I had a broad smile on my face because to me, that's almost embarrassing. (laughs) The whole – no, I – no, it, it's certainly a worthwhile thing to do, and it helps us. It really does help us. I mean, we're having, if you listen to the pre-show, you know we're having equipment problems already. We'll have 32 shows. It after, helps us. after the mixer's warmed up, it, it's kind of stable, but it was kind of crackly at first. But, and, you know, we need to get a new thing for recovering Saber, and we need to get a new recorder, right? I mean, your recorder's It's still under warranty. I'm trying to get it fixed, so hopefully I can get it fixed before Saber. <laughs> All right, so the poet... This is from New Holland Brewing. 6.5 alcohol by volume. So this is a little bit higher in alcohol. Uh, expect to get this. It'll be a little bit of a, more of a warmer texture and certainly more slimy is what I'm expecting out of this. Uh, NewHollandBrew.com and also on their label they have CapSlam.com. So I look at the cap to see what's underneath the cap and it says Stein. Hmm, that smells good. It does. It smells kind of toffee-ish, right? They're, or certainly more toffee-ish, more of that sort of malt than the darker malt yeah. than we experienced at the Brackenridge. New Holland, the poet, by the way. Once again, New Holland in Michigan. Michigan, we uh, are very fond of beers from Michigan. So I I remember having this before. I don't remember if I liked it as much as I hope I will. Let's find out. I like this one better because I'm getting some bits and pieces of more roastiness out of it. It's not as sooty. And so I think this one is, it's really making me salivate too. It's, but I got some roastiness. I got, I got a surprising amount of hops on this one too as well. I didn't expect it to be as hoppy. There is, there is a, 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 it's somewhat similar in flavor to the Breckenridge, the hop compound. I think it's, not as sharp, and it's not as pronounced, but the and the malt kind of rolls over it more in this beer than the Breckenridge, and that's probably because it's a higher malt profile. I mean, six point five percent alcohol, mm-hmm. it's obviously got more. It definitely has that slimy, slick texture. The oatmeal, uh, you know, it really slides across your mouth, and you can really feel that on the the tip of your tongue and on, on the top, the roof of your mouth is where you really you know feel that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm also getting a bit of cocoa, and it reminds me of like if you ever poured a, a packet of cocoa powder and you breathe in some of the dust and you feel that in the back of your throat. That's kind of what I'm getting from right, flavor. Right, right. It's a little bit of powdered chocolate, a little bit of, I mean, not even powdered chocolate, powdered whatever the cocoa is, which is a combination of milk and you know, dried milk and sugar and cocoa right. and some sort of fat, I'm sure. Cornstarch. This is certainly a show where um, I, myself, need to do a style-type show. Because if we did a Mick grab bag and we had one imperial stout or one oatmeal stout in there, I don't think I'd appreciate it at all. I think it'd be completely glossed over. Kind of like how we said the last beer was a good shooting pool type beer. Yeah. It'd be completely lost with beers of, you know, more complexity or, or different complexities, I'll just say. Yeah, and, like, and even with this one where I'm enjoying it, but I know I'm getting honed in on it, right? And I'm getting a much better feel for the, the intricacies of the style. I think what, what, what Jeff is really alluding to is that there's, and he, Sort of already said it, so for me to to <laughs> am go I really ahead, alluding? <laughs> for me to go ahead and say he's alluding to it is, is somewhat silly, but there's less dimensionality in these. They're they're more rigid in terms of of their perspective, in terms of of what they're trying to give you, in terms of what you're going to be tasting out of them. You're you're not going to get uh, the same kind of. I mean, it's not not even the same kind of warmth as like you know you're expecting out of an imperial stout. Not even that kind of you know hug. That we've described before. Yeah. It's it's sort of a very targeted uh, area. Yeah, if we were using the analogy of an imperial style, it's a hug. This is let's slap on the back. That a firm handshake, <laughs> firm maybe handshake, something like that. It, it has a little bit. Of, it grabs you. It, it makes you feel good, but it, it's not as all encompassing. It's not the bear hug that imperial style yeah. is. About it's like a, it's it's like a weak hug from a semi-effeminate man, <laughs> as opposed to a bear hug after you won the Super Bowl. So there you go. Which they did, Pittsburgh Steelers. Woo, go Steelers! This is New Holland's the poet, named after. But yeah, there's a raven on the label in front of a full moon. So of course, Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Even though I don't think they have any. Uh, Ties into even though I think the Telltale Heart is a much better poem, but whatever. I don't think putting you know a heart beating on the label would be as seductive. Yeah, Raven is is def, it's definitely a much more. I, I like the label actually. It's got a, a a stark black raven in front of a, a big moon. Uh, so it on, the raven is on a twig uh, and sort of calling in front of a giant moon. It's, it, it's a very uh, distinctive label. I really do like it. It's it, it, it's attractive without being overwhelming. New Holland has a good brewery logo too. I always enjoyed that. It's a it says New Holland on an oval, and then there's like four veins of a windmill. Because Holland, so I was I always enjoyed. It. I thought they came up with a good, simple design for a logo. Because that's it makes the beer taste so much better. <laughs> that's how they do it. And uh, and what do they speak in Holland? They speak Hollish. <laughs> <laughs> Hollandish. I always like that. Was that Hollandaise sauce? All right, we ready to go on to the next is beer. I think so. I guess we gotta save the coffee one for last. So that's let's gonna go be with... more overwhelming, you guess. So we're going with uh, local beer, Stouts. Stouts is brewed right here in PA, Adamstown, Pennsylvania. They 
this is uh, an imperial oatmeal stout, according to them. Well, at least according to Beer Advocate. Well, okay, at 9%, yeah, I'd call this an imperial stout. It has uh, 55 IBUs, so I'm going to expect it to be a little more dinner, bitter. Uh, it's hopped uh, with bittering with a warrior and Kent Golding and aroma with Kent Golding and Will Abbott. Or Willamette. Willamette. And uh, malts. <laughs> Too many to mention. <laughs> All right, so the aroma. Oh, go ahead. Now you, you want to talk about a head. It, well, it's funny. Very funny because the head on mine is huge. The head on Jess is barely. I, I poured Greg's a little more recklessly than mine. Smells like an imperial stout. You get some bit of a raisiny type, whiny type aroma on there. It just uh, kind of sweet and alcoholic sharp. Do you taste that like ginger quality to it? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out. It's um, ginger slash brown sugar slash fig somewhere like mixed in there. I think something along that line. Ginger and maybe. Uh Maybe a little bit of nutmeg or something like that. There's some interesting flavors there. It's it, I wouldn't say it's it's fully on like gingerbread beer like the one we had, but there there's a bite, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's similar to the bite that that ginger has. This one is certainly, as an imperial stout, it's a little bit broader in its scope, so it's got more of the hug. It's got more right. of the. The, the broad batch of flavors. And you can afford to do that when you have a 9% alcohol in your beer. You can really play, a lot, play around more with flavors. Yeah. You can hide bad stuff a lot easier. So... This would be more accurately called an imperial stout with oatmeal. Yeah. This, ha- this actually does have less of the slickness than the Poet, I think. It has mm-hmm. less of the oatmeal flavor, less of the oatmeal texture. But it's certainly a pleasing beer. I don't... I wouldn't call this one of my favorite Imperial Stouts, but I wouldn't call it one of the worst either. It's it's kind of mid range for me, which is a good place to be. Yeah, yeah. It has. It's not. Doesn't have all the complexities and, and all the. I've used roast way too much tonight, so I'm trying to figure out better words than roast. Toast. No, toast doesn't really do it. Toast. Toast is more of a. A brown flavor to me, like broil. I'm just, I'm just trying to ex- use different vocabulary without using roast too much, but I'm not having much luck. We oh. definitely need to have a uh, sort of thesaurus application that we can use to give us that extra edge. Instant thesaurus, or you could, or we could go to a thesaurus and we could edit out all the. Yeah, the there stuff. you go. There you go. So I, I keep thinking, and I'm going to run this past you because I'm not sure I'm tasting it, but there's something that's reminding me of of cherries. Like tart cherries, but it's not like full on cherry flavor. It's only like a certain essence of the cherry or something like that. You getting anything along those lines? I don't know. I feel like we go to cherry way too often. Okay. We bring up cherries of flavor for I, almost see, anything. I, dark. I taste cherries in a lot of things. Like I had a piece of dark chocolate this afternoon, like 85% cacao dark chocolate. Right. And. Maybe that's that's the flavor because while I can't say it tasted like cherries, there was something in the tartness of the chocolate that reminds me of cherries. I mean, as soon as you say it, I start to feel that. But I also feel like every time you have a dark beer show, we're pulling out cherries. We're saying this has some cherry-like flavors. Better than just saying roast over and over again. I suppose, but it's, <laughs> it, it also seems to be a little bit of... Or it's our go-to? Of a cheat, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it always say cherries. Well, 
that doesn't you know if we always say cherry is everything, then it sort of loses its sure its cachet, right? So think like a a, a there's a little bit of a sweet tartness that is somewhat indicative of candy apple, maybe. Ooh, like a, a Granny Smith caramel type thing. Right. Okay. And actually, now that I've thought about that 85% cacao that I had tonight, it's, it's a really bitter, not not so much chocolatey chocolate. But that 85%, it ha- this tastes very similar to that 85% cacao, where it has that, that dark uh, crumb. Uh, this would go, I mean, they say on here it would go on chocolate-rich desserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 55, 55 IBUs, like I said before, 9% alcohol by value. This is stout, fat dog stout. How do you think the, the bitterness and the hopping comes off in this one? I think it's 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 just enough to balance it. Yeah, it's, it's not really a, a head or anything. It, I mean, I think they needed to increase the bitterness in order to balance out yeah. the, the high alcohol and the high malt mm-hmm. character. So to me, it it, it, ta- it doesn't taste more bitter. It tastes less bitter really than the other beers. It's just simply that malt-wise... It's got so much there that the bitterness is really needed to balance it. Yeah, because otherwise it would just be way too sweet. Right. God, did you see that email that we got from a listener or a person, not a listener, a person who found our website who lives in Japan? Yes, I did. We got an email from this person who wanted to know if he could – Greg said it was illegal to homebrew in Japan. I didn't say that. Shane said it. Well, somebody who's been to Japan, which isn't Jeff – Said it was illegal to homebrew in Japan. And he was asking the question, okay, it's it's illegal to homebrew beverages in Japan, but can you brew alcohol for fuel in Japan? <laughs> he wanted to brew his own bioethanol fuel. Right. <laughs> so I didn't know how to respond to that, so I did. Well, I did respond to it on my BlackBerry, but it apparently didn't send. So listener in Japan who's not listening, here's my re- Why? What? What? Exactly. You would have to distill your 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 brewed beverage. And I would have to think it's gonna cost you forty or fifty dollars a gallon to make ethanol. My guess is knowing something about the Japanese culture here, not a lot. But something about the Japanese culture. This is what would be derogatively called a ricer. Right? Someone who is really into the racing cars, uh, wants to make their own fuel for their own car, make it super powerful, you know, make it this sort of mm-hmm. Tokyo drift right. type thing. That would be my expectation for why that question came about. I don't think it's somebody like your guy who's installing the electrical thing in his. In his I don't even. <laughs> but I actually it. went through the thought process of this because I thought it was fun. You know, a little thought experiment, and that's why I'm sharing it. If you were to homebrew beer, even if you're using the crappiest ingredients you can find. You know, malt still costs a lot. I mean, corn costs a fair amount for home brewing, right? And that, if you're going to distill it down, I'm thinking it's going to be 40 to $50 a gallon. That's why I don't think he's doing it for to save money. I think he's doing it for performance purposes. No. So I, I rec- Too bad he didn't get the reply because I recommend it in the end. It's probably best to get a horse. <laughs> he sounded like he was doing he said he was, He said he was doing it to get off of petroleum. So I'm like, you know, your best use of energy is just to get a horse. <laughs> 
So you got to feed, feed those gravy. suckers too. Yeah, but you feed him less grain than you and they used poop to... a, a lot. They, they, and their poop can, is a lot less. To, is a lot more disgusting than you than can, you can, poop. You can burn the poop to heat your house. It was so pretty awful. Not to get the right kind of furnace. Wow. Plan to place a park horse in Tokyo? Yeah. <laughs> Rub the horse down, clean it off of his fleas, wash it every once in a so while. So it's a companion, too, so you get friends. So if you're... Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is recommending horses. It really is a depression. <laughs> Our last beer of the night is Terrapin. Terrapin Coffee Oatmeal Imperial Stout. Otherwise so, known as Wake and Bake. Wake and Bake is uh, how it is referred to, although it's not on the label. It's referred to Wake and Bake on their website, though. I wonder if Wake and Bake is too much of a drug reference or something to be put on the label. I mean, I've seen stronger drug references, I think. I mean, well, Lagunitas had... Undercover Shutdown Ale, but... They had, what was it before, the censored one? Uh, Undercover Shutdown, or, uh, censored one, uh, what was the censored name, um... <laughs> I I I I think it was some. Well, there, no, the leafer madness got approved. Right, I think yeah. it was some drug term. Yeah, that, I think that so. Was, yes, but okay. So, a malted with two real pale malt, flaked oats, flaked barley, chocolate malt, black malt, and roasted barley, hopped with Columbus and Northern Brewer. So I expect this to be a lot less har- sharpness in the hoppiness than the ones that's like pearl and labbit and stuff like that. Interesting thing here is that. It's only 7.5% alcohol by volume, but 75 IBUs, even more. Right. You know, they use uh, coffee from uh, Jittery Joe's Coffee. Wow, that almost smells like a chili beer, doesn't it? I didn't really get chili. I mean, I'm thinking that smells, my first, you know, I'm still not a coffee connoisseur, but, you know, the smell, first off, I'm like, what kind of coffee? I'm like, that's like truck stop coffee or something like that. Just black, (laughs) black coffee. French roast. Okay, is that what that is? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to be too disingenuous, but I mean, it just spelled black and Yeah, thick the French roast is the really dark, you know, super burned. For some reason, yeah, I, I, I initially got chili beer because that, that roasted character, especially when it's that far, can, I think, disguise itself as sort of the same sort of... Uh, I see where you're going. I mean, I would have never picked up and said chili, but I can see why you said it. I mean, it almost smells like Chipotle. You know, rogue Chipotle to me doesn't taste like that though. That's that's interesting. You get the coffee, you get the oatmeal, then you get the hops that come through, which is not out of place, but but just weird because you got all this breakfast type stuff. Yeah, and then you get this herbal hop thing that pushes through towards the end. It's very um, okay. Let me put it this way: it's aptly named. It is very reminiscent the flavors of. The flavor at the end there, the hot flavor, is mm-hmm. is particularly reminiscent of good quality strains <laughs> of hops, very close cousin. So I can see why they would call it that. It's it, interesting. On the aroma, choice. on the aroma, I'm getting a little bit used to the coffee, and I'm able to smell hops too. There's a fair amount of hop aroma if you can get past yeah. the coffee. No, I definitely can now. I think maybe some agitation may have helped it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'm back to smelling coffee. So let's see a quick, another quick squirrel. Yeah, if you give it a quick swirl, you get a bunch of volatilized hop uh, aroma in there, and it's it's 
pretty hoppy. I wouldn't quite go citrusy, but there's a bit of juiciness in the aroma there. If you're wondering, if you don't know already what I'm talking, what I'm referring to, marijuana is a close cousin to hops, <laughs> cannabis. Thanks for spelling that out. And there is a flavor here. Now I remember the very first brewfest I went to with you too, which was to um, what's that place out of Greensburg? Uh, Red Star. Red Star. And I tasted a hoppy beer. I think it was the first time I was really, you know, getting into hoppy beers. I tasted mm-hmm. a hoppy beer, and I said, I said to the brewer, oh, this tastes a lot like marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be a way, if you don't want to try marijuana, to maybe get a little taste of what it's go. like. So I finally got a little bit of taste. I just got a bit of a minty. When I was breathing across my tongue, the alcohol, the hops. It's definitely the alcohol is doing that. And, the, the and it came across fairly minty. They don't mention breath mints in here, so I think that's just the alcohol. Yeah, that's, that's probably, you're probably right on that. Oh, we, uh, I didn't mention this on the air, I don't It's think. a junior mint. It's delicious. We, I didn't know this until I saw it on the label. It says, brewed for Terrapin Beer by Frederick Brewing Company, Frederick, Maryland. And Frederick Brewing Company is the brewery that Flying Dog bought. That, which might explain why we're getting a beer from Athens, Georgia here in Pittsburgh. Right. Because we get Flying Dog, and they might be piggybacking on the Flying Dog uh, distribution network. And if that's the case, if you guys see Flying Dog, ask about uh, Terrapin, because I, I'm a big fan of the Terrapin Brewery. I mean, they, We've had a couple of their beers, and some of them have been really... I mean, their, their wheat was really good. Rye and, Pale Ale. Yeah, the Rye Pale Ale was very good, too. Sips change. It goes from coffee, the hops, to this, the alcohol. And I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting a different look every time I take a sip. I mean, all I can think about right now is you in a bottle. Yeah, mm-hmm. you put your weed in there. <laughs> you put your weed in there, man. <laughs> well, he's baking cookies. I wonder what kind of cookies those are. Gee. There's a turtle on the front yeah. uh, with a big pitch, big mug of beer, a coffee pot, and a platter full of cookies. By the way, weed if, you, if you want to get blitzed, then cooking weed is much more effective than smoking it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Lasts a lot longer. Certainly is much more healthy, right? I mean, than smoking, than taking, uh, right. inhaling burning plant matter is certainly not good for your lungs. Baking it, you get all the uh, tetrahydrocannabinol in nice, easy-to-digest cookie form. <laughs> or brownie. <laughs> <laughs> it's also alcohol soluble. So, what else could you cook it with? You well, ever- it's fat soluble. It's alcohol soluble. God, I can't believe I know all this stuff. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't think it's water soluble. All right. Well, let's not really get into how to cook your weed. <laughs> just, just pointing it out in case anybody wants to know. Another thing I'm an expert on for that idiot beer advocate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want so, some more Wake and Bake, man. I like <laughs> yeah, Wake and Bake is very good. Uh, I think that's number one in my list. I'm thinking it is, too. List. I mean, maybe it's not fair. It wasn't a level playing field. But this is more of, this is more of how, impro- how oatmeal styles can be different than how they can be the same yeah. tonight's show. Um, number two, I'm going to have to put the poet. I'm going to have to put a good classic one next. Um, this, you know, it, it, it's hard for me because the poet did have the sliminess, right? The mm-hmm. poet had the slickness. I think Stout's head was broader. But it was an imperial stout. It had right. a lot more room to work with. For some, I, I've had the Stout's fat dog many times. 
not within the past year and a half or so, but I've had it many times. And I generally like it, but tonight it it, it failed to 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 excite me. Yes, it was imperial. Yes, it was big. But the poet was was the beer style that I don't care for, and it managed to let me care for it. I managed to enjoy it, so I had to give the poet props. Uh, I'll put Fat Dog three and uh, Breckenridge four, but I, you know, Breckenridge wasn't as bad as some oatmeal sauce that I've had in the past. No, it's it's not terrible, but it's certainly not one that, that I recommend. See, I would recommend it I compared say to way too often. I apologize. What's that? I say certainly way oh. too often. See, you said you wouldn't recommend Breckenridge. Certainly not. Certainly not. But it is one that I would recommend compared to what I've had in the past. I mean, I would recommend it as it's not one you're going to sit down and study. Like we said, it's more of a time passer, uh, you know, playing pool beer. But there wasn't anything objectionable about it. Uh, it wasn't exceedingly um, slimy or tinny. Where some imperial stouts, I can barely drink them because there's so much of that aftertaste that that tinny. I don't know. It's well, it's not an imperial stout. Is it? Oh, uh, it's yeah, that's because I'm drunk. But you know, <laughs> oatmeal stouts seem to be a little bit tinny to me, and uh, I would say it's it's worth a try. Uh, I'm going to agree with uh, your rankings. Yes, I win. I was going to put Stout second, but you convinced me on the poet. You, okay. I think you made an excellent point, and the poet really does you know, fit style very well and describes the style very well. It was overshadowed by Wake and Bake. It just was. So, uh, sorry, poet. I mean, you know, you, you did what you could, but yeah. Wake and Bake overshadowed you. But Stout's, while, you know, very, very good, very fun beer, it certainly wasn't in keeping with the style as much as the poet was and the poet so deserves, it deserves props I think for that when, when we try to do one of these shows we try to do a, a, a vertical show like this we mm-hmm. want to point out the beer that, that fits most of the style if we can right I, I as was, long as we're not like super impressed by a beer like we were by the yeah the, the stouts is is a good beer I'm almost wondering if this isn't an ideal bottle I wonder if the bottle's not maybe right on. you know I'm finding that I have really very much misjudged stouts for some reason stouts <laughs> misjudged stouts for some reason I had put stouts down in my list oh I, really I had thought stouts were not very good brewery I don't know there, why try to think into it I'm I'm curious I mean because there's certain breweries that that I don't consider as I think that there are some there I think it's because it's Pennsylvania brewery there are some breweries around here that I don't really dig as much. Uh, I'll give you an example of one. Eerie. I think that, although as I'm uh-huh. trying more of their Eerie, stuff... Should I drink that's going to really get on us now? I'm finding Eerie. that their stuff is... Re- I mean, I found... I thought Railroad Ale sucked. Railbender. Railbender. I just had some the other day and I thought it was really good. Okay. So I'm certain something's changing. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Eerie, in the past, I hadn't appreciated it. And um, they sent us some of those beers last year. A couple of them were good. But I really want to re- reevaluate I mean, them. We know Weyerbacher made a major turnaround. Yeah. And so it's not it's not unheard of for a brewery to, to make a turnaround, to make a better beer. Yeah, Stouts is never really – I mean, I always saw Stouts as a, a credible Pennsylvania brewery, a good one. Um, 
one beer that they had that has shocked me with how good it was was um the triple past year yeah the stout's triple had that this past year and it i expected something oh it was i was at a uh steakhouse it didn't have very many craft beers and they had some stouts and i ordered the triple it was really almost a fallback because if there was other things on top i wouldn't have gotten a belgian triple from stouts brewing i just didn't expect that much from it but when i had it i was like whoa really impressed me and it may be better on draft we don't know well this was actually on bottle oh really a 12 ounce bottle and it really impressed me so i've never been down on stouts so i'm I'm going to try if i can it i mean it's certainly available around here i'm going to try to reevaluate them there uh, are some beers from stouts that don't really impress me um on my on my thumbs up list for stouts is we have the stouts pills it's 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 as good as Victory Prima pills. Those guys can make good Czech pilsners out there in Pennsylvania right. or Bavarian pilsners. I'm sorry. Um, Stouts Hefeweizen, not as good as Penweizen, but still one of the best Hefeweizens made in the United States. Uh, ones that aren't on my thumbs up list. Uh, Stouts American Pale Ale. Yeah, the and Pale Scarlet Ale is, Lady. is the one I remember. I don't remember Scarlet Lady very well. But I Scarlet Ladies, I think I think they call it an ESB. Those really don't do it for me as much. Um, Stouts Double IPA, Fat Dog Stout, Triple. Those are the three all year round big beers. Those are typically good. That's why I'm wondering if this bottle is not the best. Um, Stouts Brewing, Adamstown, Pennsylvania. Check them out. They'll be at Saver again this year. Full. They and won. So will we. They won the. Uh is it was it's, it's a bigger list this year, man. It's a huge list. There's like forty breweries at Saver this year. It's gonna, well, it, it's it's going to be one session, right? But it's going to be a lot longer. It's like what um, five hours, six hours. I, I didn't pay attention to the length. Uh, I don't know. And there are going to be actually nine salons, six of which are private. So we're not recording them. We're recording yeah, three. The Brewers so. Association only wants to cover the three, the public ones. The public ones. So. We're probably going to do audio interviews again. Probably, but I'm worried about doing the same interviews we did last year, right? So that's why. I'm well, thinking. I've I've tried to work on my interview technique. I tried to <laughs> to make that make it better because I was very. I felt really bad because I had just criticized Jeff for. For his interview style, before I did some absolutely <laughs> terrible interviews at Saber, so I'm like, you know, so I was like, wow, okay, I I have to do better than that. So I've been working on it, at least coming out with better questions. I'm glad you feel that way because I was editing. I'm like, man, that's some shitty questions. <laughs> I was very unimpressed with my questioning, and I realized that when I was looking, I was like, wow, I suck. <laughs> yeah, so interviewing is not the easiest thing. No, not at all. So far, he's not better on the telephone than in person. Oh, we kind of tangented that from from Stalin. That, that's this. <laughs> well, let's okay. wrap this puppy anyway. Up. Imperial, there's your oatmeal stouts, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Certainly, we had a good time doing it. There goes certainly again. I think as I get more drugs, certainly comes up. Certainly does. Absolutely. Certainly, Greg, have a good week. Obviously, I will. Oh, changing it up, man. I'm gonna both. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. 
Visit craftyradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough to the abuse. But they never say what you can't hear. Shoulders are big enough for the abuse 